There's never a time when we don't have something to discuss. Bill Fian is my guest this morning on the Crosstalk in the studio to discuss, well, a number of things, including district maps. It's that it seems the Supreme Court now is going to be called upon to decide on the district maps for the state of Wisconsin, including western Wisconsin, and uh, it could be a real problem. This is the worst thing I've seen in all my years of political involvement. It's a pure power grab by the Democrats. What the basis that the Wisconsin Supreme Court struck down our maps on is total baloney. So they said that because there are islands, that that's the basis of overturning these maps. So I'm going to give you a real example of an island. I live on a political island. It's also an island, French island. But some of us chose to be next into the city of La Crosse. So we pay taxes to the city of La Crosse. We have city water. My next door neighbor, he's in Campbell. So, of course, if you look at it as a map, there are all the houses on our island. They're part of the city of La Crosse. Those look like an island. What are they going to do? Make us part of another district that's not part? We aren't going to vote with the city of La Crosse where we pay taxes. This is totally a made-up reason. It's a power grab. The, the Supreme Court is usurping the constitutional power of the legislature and the governor. The legislature draws the maps. The governor has veto power. We went through this whole thing the last time it went to the U.S. Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court said the governor's maps were illegal because they racially gerrymandered. Guess what the maps do again? They take my good friend, Julian Bradley, out of the Wisconsin State Senate. The new map does not it has drawn him out of the district that he was elected in. He's the first black Republican state senator in our state's history, and Democrats have gerrymandered him out of the district that elected him. That's how bad this is. Yeah, well, and, and so if, these, uh, if the districts... I understand it correctly. If the districts stand, the boundaries stand, we'll have Republicans running against Republicans and Democrats will end up being the winners. But that is, you know, then those Democrats are saying it's about time. Republicans have been in charge for too long. Now it's our turn. Elections have consequences, Bill. Deal with it. Well, uh, societies have laws. Right. And well, that's we, the thing. When we no longer live by the rule of law, when people ignore the law, and, and have a power grab like this, you know, the conversation earlier this morning about a civil war, when the laws break down, that's the beginning of, of the move towards violence. The laws are there so that we don't settle things by might makes right. Well, and it, it's unfortunate. It seems that every time there's a disagreement with the law, they end up going to court, let the courts solve it, which many, many judges don't want to do that. Don't bring me your problems. You guys figure it out. And then they don't, and it ends up back in court. And then the Supreme Court says, all right, all right, we'll decide. And then still half the country or half the state will be grumpy about those district uh, decisions because they didn't vote for the, um, the, the people on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. So they're still grumpy. They're still going to be mad. So what... Where this whole thing stands right now is if we went back and looked at his, the history of maps, uh, incidentally, Republicans came to power on maps drawn by Democrats back in 2010. And the redistricting that happened had a negligible effect. Republicans picked up a few more seats. So let's start with the fact that the Republican maps were not gerrymandered. Did they favor Republicans? Of course they did. That's what the legislature and Governor Walker did. They drew maps that slightly more favored Republicans uh, nobody's disputing that. But that's those are the elected representatives of the people who are drawing the maps. You don't like it, you can vote them out. 
What's happening here is they're ignoring 60 years of precedent in uh, election redistrict in legislative redistricting law, and they're carving the cities in Wisconsin up. So the city of La Crosse, right now we have Steve Doyle in what's basically a 50-50 district. We have Jill Billings, who's in a solid Democrat district in the city of La Crosse, and Lauren Oldenburg represents the rural area, mostly Vernon County, the south of us. The new maps are going to carve the city of La Crosse into three districts. Lauren Oldenburg, who represents a rural community that's part of drawing maps as you want to maintain communities of common interest. Those people in Vernon County, they're no longer going to be represented by a farmer from Vernon County. They're probably going to be elected by a liberal Democrat from the city of La Crosse. And that's going on all across the state. They drew people out of their districts by as little as one house or one block to ensure that Republicans would have to run against each other. And I just would say that they think they know how this is going to turn out. But I wonder if the people of Wisconsin have a greater sense of fairness than that. Uh, I don't think that they're going to get quite the result that they think they are because I think a lot of people in the middle are going to say, this is wrong. Well, and, and we'll find that out as early as April, right? And that's the, the well, next. We're, we're going to find out on March 15th is oh. the deadline for the Supreme for Court. For the borders, to issue yep. a decision. boundaries. Yeah, because uh, these things have to be, the Wisconsin Elections Commission has to know the boundaries so we can start the process of the, the fall elections. And so, yes, we're going to know very soon what they choose to do, but our Constitution in Wisconsin, and the United States for that matter, says that the legislative branch, the people we elected draw the maps, the governor has veto power, the Supreme Court's role is to tell us what does the law say. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court, five people have usurped the power of the legislature in what they're doing. We'll see how that all ends up. Mike, does La Crosse County need to create a civilian review board for policing? Why just police? Judges, prosecutors, defense attorneys, don't they need oversight? When you go to the community, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask here, how weak are we on crime, how criminals get away with everything, and how our judges aren't doing their jobs? But yet La Crosse County is hell-bent on creating a review board for police. How about we create a review board on why criminals aren't held accountable? And by the way, it's the only thing on the county agenda this month. You're running for a county board seat. Yes, and I've followed the development here with this uh, desire by people in our county government to create a civilian police oversight board. Uh, Initially, they sent out a survey. 70% of respondents said, we don't want this. Uh, They tabled it, and now it's back. And it's going to come to a vote. And what I think is uh, really bad about this is in the, in this report, I've read the report from the committee, it says this is a reaction to the George Floyd incident in Minneapolis. You know what? We don't have those kinds of problems in La Crosse County. Uh, you cannot tell me. I know many. Uh, I play golf with six retired police officers. These are some of the finest people I know. They are not racist. They don't need DEI training. They don't need racial sensitivity training. Uh, They need to be allowed to do their jobs. And if you're going to create this police oversight board, you are going to undermine those officers' ability to enforce the law, which they're already being told not to enforce the law. We have homeless people that live all up and down the Black River and the Mississippi River. That is illegal. They should not be allowed to encamp there. 
but uh, our people in our city government and our county government seem to think it's okay. And this is just another step towards undermining law enforcement. I hope, I ask, I beg the people that are listening, find out who's running for La Crosse County government on April 2nd and vote for somebody who's going to support law enforcement. Uh, for those people that live in the 1st District, I can tell you, I will be voting against the creation of any board. If they vote to create this thing and we have the votes, we will overturn it. We need to support law enforcement in La Crosse County. I'm just letting that sit for a minute so people can understand. And where do, where do people go? The, the website, the county uh, government website, does that list all the candidates? If you, Well, uh, to find a list of the candidates. Because uh, they're going to uh, look up their district. I think it's badgervote.com. You okay. can go to badgervote.com, and it'll list all of the, the, can, the conservative candidates for county board in La Crosse County. There's other counties that are listed there, too. Uh, yeah, so that's coming up very quickly here. Absentee ballots are going to mail on March 12th, so people will be voting here uh, in the middle of March. The voting's going to start. Uh, there's some really important issues. The thing I'm hearing from people out there is the homeless problem is causing all kinds of issues for people. Uh, there are violent people that... Uh, hypodermic needles everywhere, uh, and the county's joint plan with the city is terrible. doesn't have a budget, doesn't tell us where they're going to put these people. I mean, right. those, that's the first two things people want to know. Well, speaking of which, did I – I don't remember where I heard it, but uh, Eau Claire County is going – is getting ready to welcome 100 uh, uh, Somalis? Right. This is a huge issue in Eau Claire County. Uh, what's happened here is the Biden administration uh, – never consulted with our state government or with the county government in Eau Claire. Uh, they went and worked with an unelected bureaucrat in the city of Eau Claire uh, to get this whole thing arranged, and it's happening. Where They're, are they going to live? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, you know, where are we going to put all these people, Mike? Six million people have come into our country in three years. Where are they going to live? How are we going to feed them? Where are they going to get health care? Our system of, of all this... Uh, we are not equipped to handle this in, in anywhere in the United States. To have 6 million people suddenly come into our country, it's just not doable. I don't know what other states besides California are giving them driver's license and a credit card with cash on it, a place to live, school for their kids. Maybe they should, and I'm guessing there are other states that are equally as benevolent as, uh, as California. But maybe all those immigrants should go to California where everything they get everything for free. They get everything for free while residents in California and some other states pay for their own services and pay for the services of those illegal immigrants that are there and just need a little help. I just need 